You are listening to the Horse Radio Network, part of the Equine Network family. Welcome to the Dressage Today podcast's Training Buzz. These short podcasts bring you the best tips straight from our subscription video site, Dressage Today On Demand. To get full access to all our videos, go to ondemand.dressagetoday.com and enter promo code DTPODCAST to save 15% off your subscription. Now, listen in on this week's buzz and enjoy the ride. This training buzz is sponsored by Cosequin. Cosequin ASU joint and hoof pellets contain quality ingredients to support joint and hoof health and leave out the fillers, molasses, and alfalfa, all while delivering the taste horses love. The colors of their ingredients shine through for a difference you can see. Visit CosequinEquine.com. Today we hear from Olivia Lagoy Welts talking about 10-meter circles. To begin the ride on her 8-year-old Dutch warm-blood mare, Olivia spends a long time walking and stretching her horse. To get proper turns on a 10-meter circle, she explains the need to start from a place of having the horse equal on both sides. Once that is the case, the turns will be easy, but there are many places in the alignment where things can go wrong. That's what makes 10-meter circles more difficult. This is Bria. Bria is uh, an eight-year-old Dutch warm blood um, that I co-own. And um, she is working her way towards the FEI levels. She's uh, showing fourth level this year and sort of starting to play um, with some of the more upper level stuff, learning, starting to learn Piaf Passage and working her way towards hopefully pre-St. George uh, NI1 next year. So she's a little bit more on the advanced side. Um, we were going to talk about turning and 10-meter circles today. Uh, in some ways, she's a great one to do that because it's not her favorite exercise. Um, she is a short-coupled but long-necked horse, so she's a little bit of an interesting combination. Um, so we're just going to start with how I would warm like most horses up. And, you know, we're kind of shortcutting it because the piece that she's doing right now, which is just reaching really nicely, like over the bridle to uh, two sides with a fairly flowing walk, that in itself can take a good bit of time. But we'll see if we uh, can look at that on some horses where that's less well established because one of the things about turning um, and 10 meter circles also in general is that um, needing to start from a place of having your horse quite equal on two sides and equal energy, being able to come through each side of your horse has a lot to do with um, how successful you're going to be at making that turn. 10 meter circles are quite easy if everything else is lined up, if they have enough energy, if they're pretty equal to two reins and sort of soft to two legs. Um, And so that makes it sound quite simple, but there's a lot of ways or 
places that all of that can go wrong. And, and most horses and most riders aren't that symmetrical. So that's also another place that um, can make things a little bit challenging. So even with her, like I will do a few like just in the walk and, um, and just kind of see like how much does her body just come around and be able to follow her head. So like I don't want to overbend her. Um, 10 meter circles actually don't require as much bend sometimes as people think and overbending can be a problem because you lose the shoulders. But what I'm really looking for, whether it's a 20 meter circle or a 10 meter circle line, there she gets a little behind me and she has one slower hind leg, um, is that like, it should feel a little bit like, you know, like water running through a stream that I can just point the front end and the withers a bit where I want it to go and have both sides of the horse come around and and follow that easily so that you have the feeling you're turning from the outside but that the horse isn't that doesn't mean you're crashing the outside of the horse over the inside of the horse you should still very much feel like you can ride the horse sort of inside up into that outside side um but again, when you do that, riding them into the outside side doesn't mean falling through the outside side. If I need too much outside rein to keep her from running out the outside shoulder, that tells me that she's not actually following enough like her inside side. Um, you know, even in dressage where like we, you don't want to live hanging on your inside rein or steering just off your inside rein. Fundamentally, like, and I'll do it now, if I can't take this rein and have her turn, like, in a fairly elementary way, then you're, you're starting at a really difficult spot trying to create, like, a 10-meter circle turn. And, like, she turned well enough for me there. She turned a little like a board. Um, she does not bend as well this way as the other way. So right side is her hollow side and left side's her, her stiffer side. But she did like overall give me a good reaction in that like when my left rein said come to the left, she went to the left. So that's a really important thing to just like when you're, you can do it in warm up and just notice like, you know, okay, like how much influence do I have to be able to turn her, or your horse, maybe it's a boy, just by like a guiding inside rein, and maybe I use a little outside leg or a little inside leg if my horse wants to, to fall in. But that like really basically, I can turn, you know, turn the head and have the body follow in behind the head. That is a big place things go wrong a lot. Um, you can see sometimes where people will like turn the head a lot. I'll try and do it and kind of jackknife them out the shoulder. And like, she's being pretty good about it. Like she's still not running sideways, but where you overbend, so the head's going that way and the body's going to the outside. Um, and then that's the spot where you get in and people are like, I can't turn. And, and you know, you'll say like, okay, I need more outside side in that moment, but in a way you almost need an outside side that connects the horse 
like better to your inside rain, which I realize sounds a little bit um, odd, but you can't, your outside side like can't be there to like stop the horse's weight from going to the outside side. Like the horse's weight has to stay pretty centered in the middle of the body. And then you can ride up into your outside rein. When you get to the spot where your horse's weight is crashing through your outside rein and you're kind of having the feeling that you need to cross your outside rein over the neck to help you try and steer, then you've, you've gotten into a spot where it's really like a weight distribution issue, like where their weight is crashing too much to the outside. We hope you enjoyed this bonus podcast. What would you like to learn about and what tips would you like to hear? Email me, Stephanie, at sruff at equinenetwork.com or reach out to us on social media. Remember, go to ondemand.dressagetoday.com and enter promo code DTPODCAST to save 15% off your subscription to our online catalog. Thanks for listening.